This is the Comp Effect Podcast. When you focus on workers' compensation, you'll have a safer work environment, more productive staff, lower expenses, and you'll crush your competition. We're sharing real-world stories, actionable tips, business-friendly advice, and information to help your business. I'm your host, Todd Tams. Enjoy the show. Hello. What is up, Comp Effect Podcast listeners? Thanks for stopping by today. I hope you're having a great day. So I just kind of want to share with you an article I read this morning. And uh, I don't know if you're like me, but I like to get up in the morning and I like to grab my cup of coffee and I'll sit around on the couch and probably scroll through Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and see what's going on. Um, Like a few things, connect with some of my friends, do some messaging, whatever it is, all before I get to work in the morning. And so this morning, as I'm scrolling through LinkedIn, I see an article from a friend of mine, Kevin Ring, who works at the Institute of Insurance Professionals, and he teaches all things workers' compensation. And he recently wrote an article that uh, appeared in Rough Notes. And Rough Notes, generally speaking, is uh, a magazine that is geared toward insurance brokerages, firms, company people, things like that. It's kind of all things insurance from a number of authors. It could be marketing, could be compliance, could be legal stories, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, he posted an article in there and I took time to read it. And he brings up a really good point that I thought I should talk about on today's podcast. And you've heard me before talk about why you should audit the audit and make sure that everything is correct, payrolls correct, classifications are correct, et cetera, et cetera. Well, the point that he brought up was very valid. And in the post-COVID world, I mean, prior to post-COVID, we saw a shift of audits that are no longer in person to be all electronic, meaning you get an email, you send in your 941, you send in your payroll reports, you send in all the compliance documents that the auditor needs, And there's a good chance that you never meet with that in-person auditor. And the point that he brought up is COVID changed some of our job descriptions. And if we're following the same process, we're probably going to overpay. And he's a hundred percent correct. And here's, here's the example that, uh, that he gave today. So if your job descriptions haven't changed and what you report to the auditor hasn't changed, you may be overpaying if you have people who are working from home. So the example that he gave today was maybe a computer engineer that works in a production facility that regularly goes out and updates computer software on the floor. And this is, this is, a, this is a big thing here. So if I'm a computer engineer and I sit at a computer all day long on a desk, on an area that is away from the production facility, there's a good chance I can be coded as a computer programmer. The minute that I step onto the floor and I start programming and coding machines and doing things on the floor, uh, most often I will be classified as whatever that floor production facility is because I'm actually on the floor and I'm actually working on those machines. Therefore, I potentially have a higher rate of injury, much higher than me sitting at my computer typing away programming. So if there's a production facility and due to COVID, they're no longer doing that. Maybe they've set it up that this programmer can now work from home 
and is never going to the shop, then what happens at audit time? If you report the same thing that you did last year, there's a good chance that computer programmer is going to get classified at the higher rate, costing your company more money. So you need to go through your job descriptions and you really need to find out if people have been working from home and are no longer doing what they did before, could there be a potential for a lower rate or a different class code reassignment? Um, in most businesses, clerical, uh, sales, telecommuter, that's not going to make a big difference. It's those people that were doing maybe higher rate things um, that are now no longer doing those because they're able to work at home. So if you've got clerical people that were in the office sitting in a cubicle and now they're at home sitting in front of their computer, uh, there's a good chance you're not going to see a class code change there because it doesn't make sense. They're already in the right class code. It's for those people who were in a higher rate that are no longer doing that. And you, you'll probably know in your business, um, you're going to have clerical, you're going to have shop, you're going to have production, you're going to have drivers, those type of things. Um, the other thing that he talked about that was big is you may have people that are no longer working in the state that you're domiciled in. So I do this podcast live from Iowa. And if I've got an employee that is no longer in Iowa, maybe they're in Colorado or New Mexico or California, I need to reassign that clerical rate. I need to reassign that sales rate. I need to put the state that they're working in on my policy. And this is, this is going to be a huge deal. So if you look at your worker's compensation deck page under line item 3A, it says this insurance applies to the states listed here. My policy would say Iowa because we're domiciled and we work in Iowa. But if you've got employees that have now crossed state lines and are working somewhere else, you need to make sure that you put the other states there. Most times, part 3C of that policy will apply that says this insurance applies to the other states listed here. And then there will be something that says applies to all other states except monopolistic. That's meant for temporary workers. That is meant for when you have people going somewhere, doing something temporarily, and then coming back. Typically, it's not temporarily, you know, if it spans policy periods, or it looks like it's a more permanent situation. Temporary is hard to define, and you're going to have to work with your auditor on that. Is it temporary if I go live with a friend for 30 days and then come back? Probably. Is it temporary if I've signed a lease for six months and I intend to stay there? Maybe not. So it's best to talk with your agent and make sure your policy is written the correct way and you don't have any exposure uh, from an uncovered claim or for a potential problem if that employee gets hurt. The other thing that you wanna consider is, do I have employees working in monopolistic states? North Dakota, Ohio, Washington. If you've got employees who are no longer working in your corporation or in your office and they've relocated to those states, Workers' compensation doesn't apply. Those are state. Those are states where they have monopolistic funds, meaning the state fund, and insurance. Your typical insurance policy doesn't provide coverage in those states because the state says, "Hey, you need to buy coverage from us." Uh, there's a built-in exclusion in your workers' compensation policy. Once again, under three C, it says we provide coverage except for the states listed here, and those are always going to be the monopolistic states. 
So good article. Uh, COVID's changing the way that we do things. We probably need to do a check-in with our workers' compensation policies to make sure that they are actually written correctly. Every company is different. And we as agents have no way of knowing. We have no way of knowing where your employees are at or what they're doing unless you as the business calls in or emails us and says, hey, I've got a question. Let's talk about this. And that's when we'll go to work and we'll provide the right advice and the right coverage and the right recommendations for you. But do a policy check-in. Once again, if you have employees that are doing a different job than they did before or their job duties have substantially changed, they may be eligible for a class good reassignment. Uh, If they're working in other states, there's a difference in rate there from what one state charges to another. So you're gonna wanna make sure that state's listed on your policy. You wanna make sure they're working in a state where you have coverage. So you wanna check that policy language under 3A and 3C and see what those two lines say. And if you've got employees that are working in non-covered states, those monopolistic states, you may need to reach out and buy a separate policy for them. So probably a good idea to do a check-in with your employees and find out where they're actually working at, what they're actually doing. So that if a claim does happen, you've got the right coverage for them and your company can provide the right protection to those those injured workers or your employees. So I hope this information was helpful. Uh, Keep the questions coming. That was a great article by Kevin Ring if you want to read it. It was in Rough Notes. Um, I shared it on my LinkedIn page, also my Twitter page if you want to check in there and uh, have something to read. But uh, have a great day and thanks for stopping by this episode of Comp Talk. Make it a great day, people.